Uh, this is being recorded. This is bullshit. I'm out of here. That's awesome. Well, we start and we don't start. Well, we don't know. We may have it, but welcome to the Swiss, my friends. It's awesome to see you again. And there we have it again. So we have a great topic. But before we start, <laughs> welcome, guys. How are you doing? I'm good. I don't know how good you are. I'm good. I'm good. I didn't mean to peace out there in the middle of the uh, the middle of the turn on in the intro. That wasn't that wasn't actually the goal, but uh, but apparently is what happened. <laughs> well, it's been awesome. So I think that there's a topic for the ages. With the topic for today, don't you think, Howard? I do, I do, and I and I like that Paul has no idea what the topic is. No, nope. we've never done that before. I like that you and I know very well what the topic is. We've already <laughs> begun the discussion, and now Paul actually gets to hear both sides and then jump in and with with his uh, his kind of two cents. I look forward to it. Well, my friends, we are in an age that video conferencing. It's the norm, but like a lot of people, some people just turn off their video. Mm -hmm. But the question is how productive is a meeting when you're not even engaged in there with the camera on. And we started that discussion in one of the social media platforms that we all engage and some people share some of their feedback and here and there and like always someone need to take the opposite way of sharing something so i decided to take the opposite to howard oh, wait, wait wait let's 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 uh let's first cover specifically what i said okay yeah right so specifically what i said was my thought of the day on video camera etiquette is four or fewer people in a meeting, everyone's videos on. Okay. Much more personal. More than four, your video's only on if you're speaking or waiting to speak. Okay. That was specifically what I said. I'm more than happy to say four is not the right number, fine. But I do very much believe that that too much motion, like we don't see that as people, it's screens on a on a screen, right? It's windows on a screen. Um, and the thing that I like the least in video is this. I can't move because I'm on video and someone might notice that I'm not paying attention. So instead, I'm still not paying attention, but I'm also not moving. Or, right, I'm obviously not engaged and not paying attention to the fact that I'm on video, right? Not to mention the kind of uh, lady who got up on video and went off and wandered to the bathroom with her laptop. <laughs> right or other kind of somewhat famous uh you know internet memes about similar things um I, i do think that there's a that there has to be something it can't be from my from my perspective it can't be we're all on video all the time um the fact is we're not in a conference room right our our, our minds don't see it that way no matter how much we want to fake it no matter how much we want to pretend and that's my contention so Carlos had a different perspective and that's kind of where the conversation started. So what, what was your perspective, Carlos? So I was, if you're going to be in the meeting, you shouldn't be engaged. And if you don't have to be there, get out. Mm. Like having a meeting with like, I understand your point, Howard, 
that sometimes you have 50 people in a meeting and everybody with the video on. And most companies don't buy powerful enough laptops to have 40 people on a, on a gallery view. So you're only getting about 25. Um, so if you're not going to be actively engaged in the meeting, that means that you should not, there's no need for you in there. Unless that is a status call, there's a, hey, department X, yeah, we're good to go, let's move forward or something like that. Um, and my point was, if you're going to be in the meeting, you need to be engaged, you need to be, like if you were on a conference room, like that's my point. If I don't need you in the meeting, then don't be there. Go and do something more productive. Go and teach something, go learn something, go coach someone in your team. Because I find that um, disrespectful towards whoever is leading the meeting, that all of a sudden, everyone is like this. You don't have no engagement. You don't, you don't get, like, I understand what Howard mentioned that the cues are different, but at least if I'm on a meeting, like, that's why I can see both of you guys. Right. You're in Canada, Howard is somewhere in the US. Some... <laughs> yeah. There's three of us. There's three of us, right? At some yeah. point, there's just too many people for you to see in anybody's, right? And and let's be honest, if if you're presenting something, right, we, we don't we don't actually have a 10-person conversation. It's not possible yeah. to have a 10-person conversation over video right. because you don't get the overlay. In person, we can actually kind of all talk at about the same time. And the human mind is very, very, very good about associating directionality with that and going, oh, well, that's this person speaking, that's this person speaking. Um, it, like there's a tremendous difference in human psychology between in-person and over video. Over video, everyone talks over everyone else and it becomes one conversation and the human mind isn't, isn't really very good at picking it out and it just becomes noise. So we don't have 10-person conversations over video. It's not, it doesn't actually work that way. Like right now, you're waiting for me to stop or find a pause so that you can speak. Well, no, because you're not going to respond to my chat. <laughs> but, but isn't there a pretty significant difference between a presentation and a meeting? So regardless of I mean, size at a presentation, it is much more difficult to present to avatars. Yes. Even if there's 10, 12, 20 people, it's much easier to present to what you believe is cognizant real people, right? I mean, I, I guess it depends on what you're doing, right? From my perspective, it doesn't, no, not really. Well, what if I'm trying to inspire or motivate, right? What if I'm trying to convince them of a change? What if I'm trying to um, sort of introduce a technology concept that might be foreign to them? And you really need to look to see if there's actual engagement, right? that they're paying attention, that there's some nods every so often that, you know, they're leaning in if they need to lean in. And I know it's much more difficult to see lean in, in in that respect, but, you know, presenting that kind of content to a bunch of avatars, I'm not sure is as effective. Meetings, however, agreed. There is a certain number of people where it becomes ineffective and that meeting becomes a presentation because either no one can participate or everyone tries to participate and therefore no value gets created. But, but I think uh, the same is true in what you're in a, in a presentation, right? I mean, I think it's, I think it's, it behooves us that unless I'm just delivering a commercial, right? What I need to do is stop for questions a whole lot more often, stop for comments a whole lot more often, right? I think it's a pacing issue, not a video, no video issue, right? 
Um, and and I think if you if you start by saying this must, this has to be interactive and this is how we interact, then it becomes a then it becomes a whole lot easier rather than someone hits the raise hand button you're not paying attention. Right. You know what I mean? I can't see if someone's waiting to ask a question in 25 video streams if I'm paying attention to a slideshow. Right. And remember, 99% of people are not professional presenters like we are. Right? Yeah. They're not going to catch the subtle cues that we know to look for. They're going to pay attention to their slides. Most people read off of them. Right? So that's going to be where the presenter's focus is. So how do I ensure that the presenter catches the cues? Because that's more important that the presenter catches the cues. And, and the number of times I see somebody talk for 10 minutes when there's the hand raise button has been pressed or someone puts a question in chat way outweighs, right? And now you're just bulldozing, right? right? Again, we're not the audience, right? Our tricks are not, the, are, are not valid for the rest of the world. They're not, they're, they're not to that point, mm -hmm. right? Um, I like to see everyone on video when I'm presenting for exactly the reason that you stated, but but when I'm an audience member and the presenter is not is not aiming for engagement, doesn't understand how to do it, what, what you get is a lot of this. Yeah, true. Right? I, I could easily replace them with a carbon with a with a paper printed cutout, right? We could order big heads for everybody, stick them to the wall behind them, and, and that would accomplish the same thing that I'm getting from them in their chair, right? Um, but if if instead you have you have this. And then when you have a question or are waiting to speak, all of a sudden you get this, hey, oh, look, I can easily see as the presenter, there is some new, new visual aspect. That person's right. not waiting to ask a question. Let me pause for a question. Howard has a question. Let's take the other side of that coin as a attendee. How can you ensure you stay attentive, right? How can you, um, avoid multitasking? How can you um, be present in order to receive that content in this virtual setting when I might not even be physically on? In, in many ways, being physically on camera forces me to be present or at least pretending to be present. That's my that helps, piece. No, but I think it helps there too. Because if, if everyone's video is off except the speaker, and I change to speaker view, then my attention is, my, my whole screen is focused on that with dots for everybody else. And I'm not focused on people who aren't actively participating. I'm just focused on the people who are actively participating and speaker view will change when the next person asks a question. And then the only person that needs to use gallery for any reason is in fact the speaker who's just looking for someone else's video to come up. But don't you think the net inattention quotient increases? So then you're, I think there are 20 that, minutes that you're delivering that you're hoping 20 people are hearing, understanding, and nodding on, five might. And now you now have to repeat this message several times because of the high inattention factor. I, I think you assume that they're inattentive because their camera's off. I, I am assuming that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> I, I, from what I can see, from what I can witness, they're not attentive anyhow, right? right? They're already, they've already drifted. Right, I see a tremendous number of people who aren't paying attention to the video that are, are on video. I would actually rather not see them not be attentive than have them not be attentive on video. But, oh, right? so it's distracting to you that they're inattentive and they're gonna be inattentive. <laughs> distracting to everyone, right? And, but it's, but it's, it's, again, it's standard kind of human psychology, right? We are, we are, this is the tribe for today, the people that are on this screen. 
right. if the four if four of the five people I see are doing this, then it's okay for me to do this too. Right. Right. If I can't see them, I can pretend they're engaged. Like my mind is not naturally going to go. They're not engaged. They're, they're going to be doing what I'm doing. Right. And, and does, isn't the onus really on the presenter to make sure they're engaged, to keep people engaged? If the presenter is so boring that they're doing this, if the content is so boring, well, then this could have been an email. <laughs> right. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good one. Kind of to but, Carlos's point, if you're not engaged, do you need to be in the meeting? Right. Correct. That, that, that's my point. And like looking at, I know that there have been meetings that I'm in that without the camera, at least for me, I'm in the meeting, but the meeting is completely on the background. Hmm. It's just noise. Like when you put music and you are working, you're listening to something and I'm doing something else. Like I have three monitors right here and I have one literally on top of the camera just for the meeting, specifically for that reason. So I can just drop it there when I need to be engaged because then I can be looking directly at the meeting and I'm constantly there, even though there's stuff in here. When I, it's not that I don't wanna be on the meeting, but sometimes they invite you to a meeting and say, oh, we need you there. And then all of a sudden, everybody's talking about something that you don't have to be there. I'm like, okay, do I have to be on this meeting? Well, just for your awareness. I'm like, um, send me the notes. And What's your where... thoughts on purposeful distraction? So I'll give you an example. This happens to me quite often, uh, especially being relatively new here, right? So what happens often is I'm in a group meeting of some sort. Maybe it's a forecasting meeting or a specific client meeting. And they'll mention a client or they'll mention a product. They'll mention a technology to which I'm not up to speed on. So in real time, alt tab, quick Google search of this thing, quick read up on what it is while the conversation is happening. So if I needed to participate, I could jump in after the you know, 15 to 20 seconds of, hey, what does this company do again? Oh yeah, they are a grocery store chain. I, I mean, think again, that's I think, a little bit I different. think that's fine. I think we're arguing, I, I think we're discussing more than one thing though, hmm. right? Because now we're talking about how engaging is the meeting. Now we're talking about how purposeful is the fact that it's a meeting, <laughs> right? This is this is probably the the oldest conversation in business. Once mm. we invented offices, <laughs> right? The very next thing is everyone came home and complained I was stuck in a meeting in my yeah. office that I shouldn't have that shouldn't have been a meeting. It should have been an email, right? And and that's where um, I want to say it's Amazon has a culture of no meetings, mm. right? Like anyone at any time can walk out of a meeting because. If I'm not supposed to be there, there's other things I can do. I can just get up and leave. And culturally, that's a that's not a complaint on the employee who left. That's a complaint on the person who organized the meeting. <laughs> right, right. Um, and and I think that's a very very different issue and one that that absolutely has to be addressed. It's tangential to the question. Ah, like that's a I'm I'm all for. If you are not engaged, should you be in the meeting? But also keep in mind. The person who, who organized the meeting chose the list. Not everyone chosen in the list has the ability to say, let me out of here. Right. Right. Depending on your organization, your organization may not allow you to do that. Your manager may not allow you to do that. Your boss may not allow you to do that. Right. You may have to be there. Yeah. But there's no point for me being here. So why should I be engaged? Yeah. Right? I'm not it's the boss presenting. That's why. Finance. Right. Like, 
this doesn't affect my life, doesn't affect my job, you're really just wasting time. In that case, maybe it's better that I'm not engaged in it instead actually doing work, right? right? Um, maybe, it's a, maybe it is in fact a larger meeting where it is, it's people delivering status and the thing that, that you care about hasn't come up yet, right? Maybe the, the piece of the agenda for you hasn't come up yet, kind of to Carlos's point. Click on, hey, yeah, we're all here. This is what's going on. Click back off, right? I think there's a myriad of reasons why the engagement is poor, zero of which are the responsibility of the employee most of the time, right? If we were to extend this conversation and say, has the habits we've created in the last year on video, um, has that extended to in-person physical meetings? So the habits of distraction, as an example, when you now have physical meetings with people, do you now see that represented in physical form? People looking at their phones more often than they would have in the past. Yeah, no. leading, leaving the rooms far more often in the past. No, I see it the opposite. I, I see them that they're looking forward to having that connection because now you are physical. You have been so long And like we're discussing, some people are in the meeting, some people are disconnected, some people are not. So when we come to a session, like we had a, a big meeting with about uh, 15 of our leaders um, in Norwalk, Connecticut. And some of the ones that couldn't come joined through video. And it was very different dynamic because everyone was in video the whole time because we were trying to get that engagement. And the people in the meeting was like, were looking forward uh, to be there. And then break happened. And everybody's again, trying to talk and communicate and see it. It's a very different experience than, than the traditional meeting when you are, because that same group sometimes is on Zoom. And you see like the camera up, <laughs> like they talk, but it's not the same. Howard, what do you think? Have you seen an extension of habits or, or different habits or? I, I, I think it depends on the individual, right? Like, um, I, I think you have some people who will always have a, a, a laptop open, always, right? Um, and unless you specifically say, we want a clear table, they're going to have their laptop open. Right. That's how they've been. And, and that's not a, that's not a post COVID Thing, like we had that before right right and they're and they they ain't taking notes <laughs> no right they're they're answering emails team chatting you know browsing the internet in some cases consoled in somewhere you know they're they're doing something that's not in the meeting and we, we've had that for 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 as long as we've had laptops so those same people would have opened up a newspaper or put on a walk uh yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah right Um, so, so, I mean, engagement, engagement isn't a new issue. I do think it's drastically exacerbated by the distance, mm. right? It is much, much harder to, to not be engaged in person, right? right? We're naturally built that way, but at some point, this box is no different than the TV. And if the TV doesn't hold your attention with paid actors and paid personalities, then <laughs> it's unlikely that this box is going to hold your attention. Right. The difference in the motivation is on one, they're the only thing they have is engagement because you, you know what I mean? It doesn't cost you anything. And on the other, well, this is your job and therefore it could cost you to not be engaged. Right. 
right? Um, but I think it's still it's still the responsibility of whoever is speaking at the time to be engaging, to hold the attention of the audience. Mm -hmm. It can't just be the audience's responsibility to to be engaged. And I think we, you know, if we really want to get into it, we should we should have taken advantage of the fact that um, just because you can't see everyone doesn't mean you need to see them all the time. And we do back-to-back -back meetings. Right. And how many of the back-to-back -back meetings actually need to be meetings? How many of the four-hour meetings need to be four-hour meetings? Yep. You can't keep people engaged for four hours. Mm -hmm. to, to answer my own question, I've actually seen behavior changes. And maybe you haven't seen as much as I have. But I've had some recent in-person experiences where in the before times, the expectation of the room was that a one-hour meeting, all 10 people would have been in there, would have been on time. You know, sure, they had some laptops open, but they were generally attentive and participating. Meeting ends, everybody leaves. But the new times, the after times, I've seen a lot more people coming in between zero and 10 minutes late. They're participating if they want to. They're feeling free to stand up and go to the washroom and come back without, you know, you know, not seeking permission, but even suggesting that they're doing that. Or um, just the one person on that agenda of the five agenda items is the only one that matters then and everybody else turns off turns off their you know their their attention span that i've seen that change and i think that's come from some of the video habits we've had now it's not so, every meeting in fairness but i've seen a little bit of a trend to suggest that yeah the new so world is different than the old world yeah i i would say that the but but i think the change actually is the the new world had us has us in meetings eight hours a day right Right, I see an endless, I'm not the only one to complain about, it. I don't see it just in my organization, I see it, an endless number of those things on like LinkedIn, for instance, right? There's, I'm seeing more and more articles being written about it. Um, and <clears throat> we're not, nobody's checking for availability anymore. They just throw something on your calendar. Right. Okay, cool, I have three minutes for this one because I'm triple booked, right? Um, or if I'm, I'm, I'm in a meeting, I'm, I'm not, actually participating i'm it's in from purely informational i'm watching a commercial someone hits me up on teams hey i need five minutes i got an urgent issue cool i drop that i hop over to another meeting i come back right and and i can be real direct with this because you and i have been in the same room and have had this behavior occur right i feel a little attacked i'm not gonna lie you know paul come on yeah uh, but but the reality is well, we're often triple booked yeah right so if i've got a meeting that spans say two hours I'm likely to have seven meetings in that time, right? Right. So sometimes you just don't have a choice. Okay, this section of the two-hour presentation, I'm okay with. I think I know what's happening based on where we're at in the slides, where we're at in the conversation. I can now step out, do that other thing, and then step back in. Right. Right. There's another reason why I do that, um, and and that is uh, the three of us tend to be a loud presence, That's so true. I will get up and leave the room so that I'm not. I'm not holding attention and people aren't wait, waiting for the senior executive in the room to speak. Right. Or to agree or to when they're lost in the room. Right. So, and then I come back and I kind of measure engagement and I may speak up to try to say, no, it's okay to speak kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Or I actually have a legitimate question, which right. also does in fact happen. And then I'll be like, okay, everything's good. I got other stuff to do. I'll step out. Right. Um, right. And I think, I actually think that's a good thing all in all. Right. I think we need to get past the any feelings of 
hurt that someone would get up and step out, that someone would get up and step back in. In a 30 minute meeting, it's very, very different. Right. You know, look, everyone in the room was chosen because you have a very specific purpose for this 30 minutes. Right. Right. Um, and so I need you in the room for this 30 minutes. Okay. We can understand yeah. that. But even if we do an agenda, right? Think of a four, three or four hour meeting, right? I do an agenda. Okay, cool. How on topic are we? How, like how on time are we? Right. Don't know. That agenda that you saw the first five minutes, yeah, that agenda is, we've never referred to it again. We mention it, but we don't actually, you know what I mean? But that was just an order of conversation. That wasn't actually an agenda. And unless you put the agenda together, you don't remember what order that is in. <laughs> right? And so I think we, I, I think if we're, if we're going to kind of dig deep into this, I think we need to think about how we do meetings actually a little differently. Right? I think, I think maybe the agenda appears frequently in between every section, like the same agenda. Hey, we're here. This is highlighted. Hey, we're right. here. Highlighted, right? Maybe we put a timer in there. You know what I mean? We're, I, we're I didn't feel that the meeting as I described was in fact more effective uh, because it did a lot, did a, allow conversations to be far more pointed to the person who is ultimately responsible for the topic. So let's say there were 20 people in the room. If only three people were interested in that particular topic, everybody else could leave or be disinterested for that hour while we're having that conversation. And since it was a much smaller room, it was much more candid and informal of a conversation. And then next topic, next series of people. So it was like, you know, a revolving door of content and therefore a revolving door of value. Now, the only negative impact is that there was very few people that actually heard the consistent story across all the stories. You know, good, bad, or indifferent, but we know that that's going to be a gap in that style. For sure. Yeah. So should then the meeting not be that long? So you actually keep the engagement and connect because the story can be repeated but if the idea, like you just mentioned, I always think about it. Um, I know that we have seen that you all of a sudden get 20 people in the meeting and the investment of time, effort, and everything, you don't get that return from the participation. So if you can cut the meeting shorter or actually just keep the people that really need to be there, and like you mentioned, send. Oh, we've lost some people. I think we lost Carlos. <laughs> purposely frozen, just waiting for my oh, is back. to hit again. There was an awkward pause. Yeah, Carlos, there was an awkward pause, dude. I've never had, I, I don't know, how, how do you? Wait a second. I hear a second person in Howard's location. Yeah. <laughs> there, is a, there is a witness to, in the There's room. There's an audience member. I'm, I'm like, did they do it on purpose? I'm like, <laughs> I hope that the recording catch that because that would be an awesome space. I'm like, <laughs> sometimes we have to stop the speaker because they're simply not interested. That's true. That's true. So, so, so I think maybe, maybe we need to start thinking about long meetings, like episodes of a TV show. Right. And, and the TV show I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use as the perfect example is the, the show 24. Do you remember the show 24? Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Um, so, so a four-hour meeting is like a season of 24, <clears throat> right? Not everyone is in every episode of 24. So think about the cast right. of characters from episode to episode. 
and call back to the prior episodes as you proceed through the through the show. Right. right? Instead of thinking about I'm making a, a a movie, how about I'm making a TV show with connecting episodes? Right. Uh, so so yeah, I need you know these are the people that are important for each piece of the agenda. This is where we're at with that agenda. It does mean we have to be on time. Right. No one's no one's been on time in any meeting I've been in in the last twelve months. No. Right. Um, and I think time management, you know, needs to be needs to be kind of key. And and frankly, um, we need to figure out, uh, you know, how to incorporate that into our PowerPoint decks. Mm -hmm. Right. How do we incorporate a clock so I know what the pacing is supposed to be and where I'm supposed to be? If I'm supposed to be at this slide in at at minute five, because I've got 10 minutes total to present, then I need to add a clock and, and a timer and know that I'm supposed to be there by minute five. Yeah. And if I'm not, I need to make it up, right? I can't just push on. I can't tell you the number of times that's happened where, okay, you have seven minutes for your section and 14 minutes later, they're still talking. Okay, right. well, you just ate up the other person's section. Like, That's effective for communication, less effective for problem solving. Imagine telling a team, you have 12 minutes to solve this problem. <laughs> and once that expires, we're moving on to another problem. Yeah, but then, but but then you don't you don't you don't try to stack those. No, right? You just go. We're here in this room to solve one problem, but you still have a clock. I still we still only have thirty minutes. Right. There's always still a clock. I just I don't know that I would do try to problem solve for seven minutes. That's right. Invent something new, and here's your thirty minute timeline. Right. <laughs> Whatever you have at the end of thirty minutes, that's what we're doing. Although the the sense of urgency does does in fact help, right? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. we, I need I need an answer to this question. We're going to brainstorm. We're going to brainstorm for seven minutes, right? And then after seven minutes, we're going to take what we've brainstormed and start stack ranking them, and 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 we're going to spend ten minutes, you know, talking about what we just brainstormed. Hmm. So at the end of the day, the camera is good, but sometimes. Should we not have the camera? Do we agree? Or do we agree that just get out of the meeting if you don't have to be there so you can be more engaged? I mean, I still think it's both. I think that there are often times where you don't have the ability to just leave the meeting, right? And and I still think I still think the rule holds true, right? At, at a certain size, turn the camera off. Um, I would I would also say, right, at a certain size, think about does it need to be that size? Mm -hmm. Right. And and whatever size works for you, say six, right? Let's let's stretch it a little bit. Let's say six, just as a as a stake in the ground. If you have a meeting that's six and under, okay, proceed and then pay attention to the engagement of the people that have their with that everybody has their camera turned on. And and then you should probably know, you know, I can see six cameras. I should probably know I'm not engaging these six people. Did I invite the right six people? Should they have all been there? Should I send this as an email? And if it's more than six, then really think about should this be an email? Do I really need six people for 30 minutes or an hour, right? right? Is this interactive enough? How many people have turned that camera on to ask a question? Or did they just listen the whole time? If they just listened, I got to tell you, record the presentation, email it out. You're not helping anybody. Hoping people actually watch it. What's the percentage of time I've watched a pre-recorded meeting? Exactly 0%. So yeah, but, but I'm not, that doesn't mean I would have been engaged if they had presented right, exactly. I would have been forced to be there you know what I mean like I don't I don't know that we're solving anything I don't know that we're hurting anything by doing that right the difference is just um well I'm I'm technically connected to it and it may be on mute right 
exactly. so here's something something that I did for my team and we're leveraging it. We actually have an AI machine learning, whatever you want to call it, automatically suck every meeting. It indexed the video, it transcribed the video, so you can actually search through all the meetings. You don't have to watch the whole thing. You just look for what you need. And when you find that word, you read the blurb of where the conversation is and you can hit play and it plays the video in that spot. That's Get helpful you. if you want to hear every meeting that's ever mentioned your name. Well, you're going to find Carlos in every meeting, but like, <laughs> like if, if you're talking about, let's say the sizing guidelines for something, or you're looking for how we solve this problem or something like that, it automatically bring you to that point. Um, because we had some of that, like I can pre-record it. Some of them were in other meetings. And it's like, Hey, if you can make it, don't rush it. Here's going to be, so the whole thing is available for them, uh, online. I'd come to meetings with a set of keywords. So, so insert keywords. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I know to return to it if I have to. That's funny. Well, Lollapalooza. All right. Now that I've said it, safe word is pineapple. Safe word is pineapple. That'd be funny. You could assign everyone in the room a keyword. If you want to remember something later, you just say your keyword. <laughs> That's right. Ooh, that was cool. Pineapple. Pineapple. <laughs> Pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Uh, that would be funny. I'm going to add this one in there so we can look for pineapple. And it will appear. <laughs> pineapple. 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 Why did pineapple appear seven, seven times? <laughs> now, officially, I think if you did a word cloud of this, uh, of this, pineapple would be the largest word. Right. <laughs> All right, Carlos, it's been 45 minutes of meeting yeah. and in between we have a that we got hung up but uh and a special guest you better put him on the credits this time yeah we had to put him on the credits uh, but don't stop there make sure that you watch this video you subscribe you share it you comment below and we'll see you on our next episode <laughs>